0: 971 FM Talk Podcast.
1: Welcome into Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Mark Cox here, along with uh, Bo Matthews and producer Carl Middleman. Uh, We are having a great week, and uh, we hope you are, too. It
2: has been a crazy week, but the weather has been nice, although they say this weekend is supposed to be hot and humid, but hey. It's summertime, and we've had a lot of rain.
1: We, we have had a lot of rain, and, and I think fairly moderate temperatures, actually. Um, and I'm sure those who enjoy the great outdoors probably appreciate that uh, for this summer. It hasn't been as hot. I, I had a memory pop up on my social media this week uh, that actually said 107. So that was from 4 years ago. Wow. So clearly we've been in the 80s and uh, early, low 90s that uh, we can't complain about that.
2: Uh in no, the it's been nice and uh you know g- good luck to the guy we had on the show last week, Ryan Connolly. He currently is on the MR340 kayak race. Tried to reach him but it just proves he must be on a version of naked and afraid out there because there's no <laughs> there's no signal. There's no signal.
1: Kayaking naked and afraid. <laughs> I would be very afraid if I was kayaking naked.
2: Couldn't we couldn't it just be uh, naked and afraid with flip flops? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I try to walk to my trash can barefooted on my gravel driveway. I can't do it.
1: No, you can't. It's
2: ridiculous. How?
1: How? Who came up with that crazy idea to begin with? Uh, it's like a train wreck. Cruel you, people. Well, and not only that is, since it's on like basic cable, you don't see. It's just nothing but blur. They spent half their budget on pixelating out all the good parts.
2: <laughs> well, you're you're sick.
1: <laughs> You're sick the good parts. I mean, I'll be honest with you. It. it, it I'll, I'll just probably not a lot. In a lot of cases, after they've been living out there in the dirt, it's not something you want to look at anyway. Carl. Amen to Can that. Can I just tell you that? Yeah, that's, I I don't watch that that's show. That's been my experience with the topless beaches through the years. If I've yes. been on vacation somewhere where there's a topless beach, normally it's not what you envision. I'll just, I'll just leave it there. It's not, How about it's you? It's not what you see. <laughs> it's you.
2: Oh, my goodness. Some things
1: you should never have to to see. I'll just tell you that.
2: Speaking of shows that are about (laughs) the outdoors, uh, have you caught Alone? Have you seen the show Alone? This is uh, where they put 10 people out in the upper, uh, in this case the 8th season, they put them up in the upper uh, northwest of the country. Uh, Canada, actually, maybe. And uh, you have to be alone for the longest amount of time. Uh, You do get like 10 items you can bring. A cooking pot a fishing hook or whatever you got to see the show it's on uh, History Channel Mm. and the last one out there wins however much money they're giving away I think it's a half million this year but you have to build your shelter you have to have your firewood because it gets really cold like 40 below and you have to be able to fish it's amazing Uh, and so I vicariously travel through my television that's how I do
1: it (laughs) one question about that if you're on camera the whole time are you really alone
2: yes because you're responsible for your own filming. Oh. So they'll come and do med checks on you and they'll they'll give you new batteries and, and stuff like that. It's it's impressive. Huh. Uh, and you'd get to see where your mind goes and some of the people that have the greatest shelters have a plenty of food. You know, there's one lady a couple of years ago had rabbits. She was catching rabbits by the hundreds, making scarves and clothing out of it. But she just went nuts. I mean, just the, the solitude.
1: Talking to the rabbits.
2: <laughs> talking, to, talking to herself. You're saying her it head.
1: drove her nuts?
2: It does to everybody. Maybe it
1: wasn't a long drive.
2: Ah. Maybe it wasn't. If you're
1: willing to do that, maybe it wasn't a long drive. 78 days, I, I think,
2: is the record. Know. Wow. Uh, all by yourself. I don't so know.
1: so I'm getting ready to take a little vacation to the to the Northwest. I'm going to go to Montana to Glacier National Park, do some, uh, some uh, hiking up there, and also Yellowstone. I hope to see Kevin Costner while I'm there. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, that's a great uh, show, too. Yeah, you know, so several of the trails, because we follow this, have been closed due to bear activity.
2: And we had a story just a week or two ago about the, the young lady in the tent. Was that where you're going?
1: Well, it's a little bit south of where we're going to be. But that, close that was, enough. Well, you know, you got to wonder because it's a grizzly, and grizzlies are all over that place.
2: So do you believe in the hay
1: bear scare away tactic? I do. Do I, you? I, I, I do. I, well, I mean, I think if they hear you coming, they avoid you. What you don't ever want to do is surprise one. I've been reading up on this because, I of course, uh, I am a, I'm a sportsman, and I believe in defending myself and you know here's the great thing about it Bo. it was the the excuse i need and i don't need much of one to buy a new firearm Absolutely. i went i i studied it i said what kind of firearm do you need if you if you face a, a moose or a bear or something like that and the conclusion was there are three guns you handguns that you should choose from if that's if that's the concern one is a 44 magnum yep one is a 454 cashel and the other one is a, a 10 millimeter
2: the judge is not part of this lineup Well,
1: it could be i mean you could argue that that could be one of them but but generally speaking those are the three guns that, that they're. that's talking the caliber about. you need i asked him that same question on I, monday my
2: <laughs> wife got me a judge yeah and it's awesome Oh,
1: I mean, it would work fine and 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 I chose the 10 millimeter for the reason that a lot of people do. It may not quite be the round of the 44, but you have 16 of them instead of six. <laughs>
2: and I'm thinking your hand might be shaking a little bit. Oh your whole body God. might be I shaking. I can't
1: imagine. I can't imagine. So we were listening to a uh, to a ranger uh, from Glacier and there was there was a, a mama bear and two cubs about a hundred yards off this pullout off the road. And the, uh, the ranger said, I need everybody to get back in their car. Mm-hmm. And somebody questioned him on that. And he said, that sow could cover that 100 yards in under 20 seconds. Whoa. And she's on you before you know it. And it's just not worth it. Get back in the car and I'll warn you. So my thought at that point was, if you actually saw one of these monstrosities charging at you, could you hold your bowels long enough to draw the gun and get <laughs> right. a few shots off? I, I don't know the answer to that, Wow! Uh, but I hope I don't have to find out.
2: Well, that's that's uh, the, the newest season of Alone, the TV show I mentioned a moment ago. Grizzlies are rampant in this area. Sure. And uh, there was one guy that stayed three days and heard Grizzlies in his camp, and he tapped out. He's like, I can't do this. I mean, could you imagine... Uh, being in their neighborhood no and and uh, j- your heart rate and we talk about training all the time with firearms your skill level goes to the base minimum of what your expertise is when something is happening whether sure. it's a bad guy or a bear i got to imagine mm-hmm.
1: well it's a last case scenario in fact when you that when you watched the videos that they produced one specifically for for glacier because they reintroduced uh grizzlies and really concentrated on increasing the population up there back in the 70s, and they've been immensely successful. There are, I think it's estimated to be 300 uh, grizzly bears up in that general region, And it increases your odds of running across one, right? So they're telling you, you have to know the difference between a black bear and a grizzly bear. It depends on how you react. Uh, Usually the grizzly bear will bluff at you and not actually just want you to back away and leave it alone. Black bears are more likely, if they're coming at you, to actually follow through an attack. So the things you need to know about these things, uh, and you just hope that you remember all of it. and, And they want you to use bear spray. Uh, They tell you how to talk to the bear. They want you to use bear spray. Well, you know, if it's windy... if it's foggy, you have to be within 20 or 30 feet for the bear spray to be effective. Mm-hmm. So the thing's pretty close to you at that point. They never bring up firearms because they would prefer that you not even take one with you. Oof. I'm sorry. Not a chance I'm walking no. into that and wilderness you don't, you have to have without a, spe- a firearm. Do you have
2: to have a special permit? Nope. Okay, good. Not yeah.
1: in Montana specifically, but uh, they changed the law back in around 2011 that you can carry a firearm in a federal park. Oh, okay. You can. It's completely legal. It's just not legal to fire it.
2: <laughs> okay, well, so
1: so people have been charged for firing at a bear that was trying to eat them. It's that yeah. silly. But but the bottom at the end of the day, I'd rather have to be dragged into a courtroom than have people come to my visitation. Is so, it a, is yeah. it
2: a, is it a misdemeanor or a felony?
1: Do we know? I'm sure it's a felony. I'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's a federal fe- felony, because you're not allowed to hunt in the park. So you can carry a firearm, but they don't want anybody hunting. So it's illegal to discharge the firearm unless, of course, you can prove it's a case of self-defense. Gotcha. Right. Um, so.
2: And uh, is this a, a big group you're going with? <clears throat> Just you and your wife? or Me, my wife, my daughter. But, H- you know, how old's daughter?
1: 13. Oh, uh, okay. But there are lots of people around, because the, the national parks are crowded, right? Yep. Now. Oh, absolutely. So absolutely. I'm, not, I'm not of the belief that we're going to be in any really remote areas by ourselves.
2: But you'll be prepared if you need to I'll be. I'll be
1: ready. So, tent mm-hmm. camping, RV camping? Ten, uh, we, have an, we have a small camper. Oh, good. A tra- okay. Pull trailer. Yeah, it's going to be great. Okay. But that doesn't even explain what happened before he left, because he had wildlife encounters <laughs> while he was here so in St. Louis. tell me what you would do about this, uh, uh, Bo Matthews, please. I put sod down in my backyard for an area where the the grass had kind of died out because the dog used to run up and down the back fence. And uh, I keep coming out in the morning and I find the edges of the sod curled up, like at every corner, the corner of the sod's rolled up. And I'm thinking to myself, this has got to be a raccoon or a possum. So I set my live trap out there and I caught a couple of squirrels. I don't believe the squirrels are doing this. So finally, I caught a possum. Yikes! I have got, got a, I've got a picture of it here. You so to see it. yeah, I would. Uh, and, and and my question now is, uh, what to do with with said uh, possum? And we had a debate on the radio about it. And everybody's telling me don't kill the possum. They're better they eat for ticks the wild and life. mosquitoes and all this. But I don't want this dude coming back and messing with my side.
2: Do you still have him incarcerated? I do. You do? This just happened? At the time of
3: this taping, yes.
2: (laughs) Yes. You've only
1: had it hours?
3: Yes.
2: I don't
1: know. I mean, and do you live in a neighborhood or do you Uh, live rurally? Neighborhood with a common ground behind me there. If I turn him loose, he's just going to do it again. I thought about driving him to a city park or something and turning him loose there. How about
2: I mean my dad you know said hey we're taking the dog out to the right. farm have you thought about doing that Yes he has Um so But Sue
1: uh, Thomas yelled at him and said please don't <laughs> kill the <laughs> possum Sue and nobody wants nobody wants me to uh you know, um, you retire. I mean, every
2: creature has a job, right? Right. Right. We get that. Yeah. But in a neighborhood,
1: uh, you know, like uh, the guy we're
2: going to be talking to about uh, who found an alligator. (laughs) Oh, my gosh! Do you think he's just going to release it and let it eat ticks? No, Uh, we're going to (laughs) find out that story. But so what is your uh, do you call the wildlife sanctuary? They don't want nothing dealing
1: with any of that. I'm I'm either going to take it to a park and release it or I'm just going to do the job. myself. Can you dispatch it without breaking your own heart? Oh sure. Okay. okay. I have been hunting long enough that uh, that's And he can just mission. tell Sue something else. <laughs> if I can kill Bambi, I can I could take care of a of a possum.
2: I've heard I uh, wasn't it Granny on uh <laughs> Beverly Hill. Beverly loves- Hilbick, yeah, I know, yeah, possum, possum stew. stew. Somebody
1: called in this morning and said you should eat it. I'm like, "I don't think so." Uh, no, nah, you know no. The- I'm not that I'm not starving. Didn't, so we, didn't we
2: talk that. about roadkill last week on the yes, show? Yeah, yeah. Uh you know, you can call that guy. <laughs> he's not dead though. That's no, th- that's true. No, that's, that's true. fresh right there. That's what that is. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Uh so it'll be uh I'm anxious to hear about your trip, but I also want to hear what you're going to do with this. Yeah,
1: well, we'll uh, I'll uh, let you know what I decide uh, when we come back. That's for sure. Does I your wife
2: have a that. vote or no?
1: She she won't care. how about your daughter she might care (laughs) i'm still waiting for that feedback i haven't gotten it yet flush it down the toilet but you know uh speaking of uh outdoors and hunting and fishing and finding alligators we got a father and son coming up who've had a unique experience uh that we love hearing stories like this with of dads and daughters and sons getting out and fishing and doing things together these two did it and then they both set a state record. A little competition going on there. We're going to get to it coming up on Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. We'll be right back.
2: Fall day. That's a great song. Conway Twitty. Oh, boy. Yeah, it is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Oh, I miss Conway Twitty so much. He had great hair, too. Yes, he did, didn't he? He's like the Barry White for white people.
1: Come on. Hello. I've never heard that one before. That's fantastic.
2: Hello, darling. How about that, huh? Love Hello, to lay darling. you down, all those songs. Oh, yeah. But that's my job is this song.
1: Yes, and what's this song about?
2: Uh, Fathers and sons. What? Yes. It's appropriate for our first guest as we get into Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. It is brought to you by Razorback Armory. They are your gun concierge. You want something special? They can get it for you. Go to RazorbackArmory.com. They're just off 270 on Manchester Road, about a half mile east. I was in there the other day. Great store. You'll love Jesse and Brad and the crew. Uh, But we welcome a father and son, what turned out to be a competition. Um, The father used to hold the record, and now the son holds the record. When it comes to fishing, and we're going to talk to them and get into their story, welcome Robert and RJ. By the way, it is Mark Cox and Bo Matthews. I didn't do that part. You
1: did not do that. That's okay, though. (laughs) People people, uh, tune in, they know, and uh, here we are.
2: Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Robert, are you there? I'm here. How are you doing? Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, So let's let's talk about your record first, and how long did it hold?
4: So I caught my record um, July 3rd of last year, and it held... One year, exactly. Um, <laughs> my son, RJ, broke the record exactly a year to the
2: day. And tell uh, tell the audience what the, the record was.
4: So the record was uh, four ounces, and uh, and then he raised it up and set the bar just a little higher. Wow. And it's a sunfish, correct? It is a long-eared sunfish. Um, so we knew what it was. Um, I had had some back in the creek we used to fish on, so I was pretty familiar with it. And when we were going after, we were fishing for crappie, and I had caught uh, one, and then my son had caught a, a real big one. Um, and this was back last year, July 3rd. And I was like, man, that's the biggest long gear I've ever seen. And this was on rod and reel. So we threw it in the fish basket, um, got the boat going back to the, to the dock. As we were going back to the dock, that fish swam out the basket.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> okay, that
4: was a oh yeah so so i was like man that was a that was a giant long year i wonder what the record for long years are and we looked up the the rod and reel record um which i believe is 11 ounces but then what caught our eye was the the alternative method record was only at the time i think 3.9 ounces or something along those lines it was, okay. a, it was a pretty small record so we was like oh god we think we could do this so we got our hand lines out and we tried that afternoon and i and i had it um I hit mine right on the right on the first throw. It wasn't that afternoon. It was the next week. Um, I had gone back without him. And I hit mine on the first throw and, and went and got it weighed in and everything. to kind of rubbed in because he wasn't with me.
2: <laughs> Can you explain al- alternative methods?
4: Yeah, so an alternative method, um, the, the more common alternative methods would be like a limb line or a trot line. Um, and then... You get into the more uh, the older kind of style, which is a, a hand line or a throw line. So you can just use um, some fishing line and and wrap it around your hand or, or hold the hold the line and, and just toss out a. You know we used a, a smaller hook because we knew we were going after some smaller fish with a piece of worms. So you could still use a hook and everything, but no rod and reel. Like you're holding the line in your hand and you kind of get a little twist twist going and you can give it a real good flip.
1: Yeah, I would I would think that you know there's it's got to be exciting because fishing for sunfish or bluegill or crappie or whatever it is, boy, they fight anyway. You're usually, usually you're using fairly light gear to begin with, but doing it by hand must be a different experience. Yeah, that's pretty cool and you think
4: you know back in the old days, that's probably how it all started. Yeah. So somebody decided to tie
2: it on a stick, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, caveman days. Uh, yeah, and, and and we're not talking about feasting fish. There's not. I mean, you got to catch a lot of sunfish. When I, I grew up in Minnesota, ten thousand lakes, right? It's actually fourteen thousand. Uh, but uh, we we caught sunfish by the barrel because they were not really that big. Now these are. It may be a different breed, not the longer necessarily. Uh, but so you held the record for the alternative method of four ounces. Is that right? Three point eight or four ounces? Yeah, four, Mine was mine was a little over four. Okay, so this is official from the Missouri Department of Conservation. They they qualified this. They 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 verified it. And everything's good for almost a year or about a year. You got it. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's uh, get RJ in here.
1: Yeah. No kidding, RJ. How are you? Uh, pretty good. How are you? I'm doing fine. You've done a good job. Stayed so quiet in the background there. So, uh, what did you think when you first heard Dad set a, a state record a year ago?
3: Um. So obviously I wasn't with him, and he texted me a picture of it, and I was just thinking, "You got to be kidding me!" Because he actually beat it. Yeah, um, yeah.
1: Well, that that's pretty cool, though. I, I have to tell everybody that you're 13 years old, correct? Yes. Yeah, that's that that's fantastic. And uh, how how long have you been fishing? Dad put a pole in your hand when you were a toddler.
3: Um. Yeah, I think <laughs> maybe even younger than that. <laughs>
2: And the student overtook the instructor. Yeah, you know,
3: it didn't take long, huh?
1: So, so had you kind of been plotting since last year, kind of set this up for me? I mean, you know, Dad got this record. Um, you you assumed there would be some uh, bigger fish in there you could go after, huh?
3: Um. Yeah, like you said, I caught that really big one, so I knew there were bigger ones in there. Um, and I had been trying a couple of times that we went before that, um, and couldn't catch any. I always was catching was bluegill and other sunfish and um yeah I just got lucky that it was the same day is this a a, is this a private waterway uh or is it a public waterway um it's private ah was it was it stocked um I don't know I think they do
2: gotcha yeah I, I stocked my lake about 10 years ago and man, the catfish went in at six inches, and then they went all the way up over a foot, fourteen inches. They wow. were gigantic. Of course, I feed them, but sure, uh, uh, different kind of fishing. But what's you know, if you think of aerodynamics of a sunfish, they're 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 tall, they're lean, they're thin. It's it's like a kite in the water. So that's why they fight so good. That's why we enjoyed uh, you know fishing for them in Minnesota.
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you, so you guys fish in this pond a lot? Is it a is it a destination for you? Did you go there because you knew there were a lot of uh, of these sunfish in there?
3: Um, yeah we we kind of go there. Probably we try to go there probably once a month. Yeah, um, we have another place that we actually go to sometimes.
2: It sounds like your dad has told um, you never tell anybody where the honey uh, the honey hole <laughs> is, right? Um, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't think
3: i'm allowed to say <laughs> no
2: i wouldn't i wouldn't do it either brother i wouldn't do it either so robert uh when did you start fishing dad uh so i actually
4: been i have some pictures of me in diapers with my dad fishing wow. um and and my grandpa so so it's cool like he's you know robert audrey in the fourth and i'm the third and, and the whole the whole bunch of us all been fishing and my dad you know got into fishing from his dad and and it's just been passed down through the line there.
2: I think that's awesome, uh, passing down uh, 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 something like this. But it's even more than fishing; it's more about spending time with your son and the conversations that come from that. Um, are you Are you like uh, Bill Engvall's dad? Do you bring a whole cooler of drinks? It's uh, eleven beers and one Pepsi. Or are you Are you bringing uh, something for everybody? RJ, I'll let you answer that one. <laughs> uh, the first one.
1: <laughs> the first one.
2: <laughs> it happens. It goes along with fishing. You'll you'll get there someday, young man.
1: I think that's great. Well, listen. Uh, congratulations to both of you, and I'm sure there's an opportunity to still try to outdo each other in the coming years. Right. Uh, RJ, you better watch out for him. I think your dad's already plotting on you.
4: Oh, I yeah, know and can he I, is. And if I could just give one shout out to uh, the Missouri Department of Conservation. And uh, Agent Kevin Eulinger, I mean, he was fantastic. Um, July 3rd, I'm sure he was getting ready to start his holiday weekend himself. (laughs) And he hung around the office there because he knew a kid had a fish that needed to be weighed. And I mean, I just can't say enough about those guys.
2: It's a great organization, and if uh, people don't have their magazine, it's free. Just go on their website to sign up. Uh, get a lot of information pl- about plants and animals and schedules and, uh, you know, seasons. It's fantastic. Um, so is there any discussion about mounting this record-breaking fish for <laughs> RJ? Hey, hey, there's small trophies. Come
3: on. Um. Yeah, they, um, they don't actually use the fish anymore Yeah. Um, I know. to, like, mount them. Um, so I actually released mine back because it was still alive when we got back, um, so it could grow bigger and have its own life. Yeah, and break um, the record next and catch year. It again. <laughs> yeah. All right. Good
4: stuff. Yeah, Look. we. I haven't got my mountain back yet, and now we got another one going in. So.
1: <laughs> that is that's outstanding. Well, listen, congratulations to you both, Robert to R.J. Uh, thanks for giving us some time today.
3: Uh, yeah
1: thank you for having us thanks a lot guys you bet uh impressive impressive uh, young man there as well that uh that uh, he's got so did
2: you did you grow up fishing mark
1: i did yeah, yeah. absolutely from from an early age my dad uh, had a pole he used to go uh to uh, family ponds that we had my favorite experience fishing as a as a young man my dad god bless him and god rest his soul uh had a boat, and we used to, I lived in southern Ohio, and we'd drag that thing all the way to Lake Erie because he heard that Whoa. the walleye explosion up there was going on. <laughs> sure, this was in the late 70s, and we'd go out there and limit out every time catching these good-sized walleye, and they were great eating, and we got out in a few storms while we were out there and had a little excitement at the same time. It was fantastic.
2: Yeah, when I was Can't a kid, uh, we fished in Arizona, but my dad didn't own a boat, but he had a friend that did. Okay. And so I remember one one, after afternoon we went to this island in this big giant lake and the guy that owned the boat left us on the island didn't come back oh. i mean to like daylight the next morning i don't know if they had too many of the wow. beers in the cooler it was frightening it was cold uh but we survived it and guess what it's a story i'm telling this many years later
1: <laughs> great stories to, to many many great stories some of which i can't tell on the radio that yep. happened <laughs> fantastic stuff fans well you know we're not talking about record uh, sunfish or anything but what is the strangest thing you've ever found on an outing?
2: The strangest like thing? Like something
1: oh. unusual, like a, a big snake or something like that.
2: Gosh, I, I, uh, I don't know. I don't want to see any bears. I well, know that.
1: bears. We've had bears. How about alligators? In did these you, parts? Did you hear about the guy that found an alligator in his creek? And yet it happened. He was as shocked as you would be. Hearing this story, you're going to hear from uh, Chris Soljak when we come back on Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors.
2: It is Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. My name is Bo Matthews, along with my buddy Mark Cox, Carl Middleman, our executive producer for the show, pew, and pew. and it's kind of it's kind of on point for our next story.
3: I almost played See You Later, Alligator, but that this w- one, this one's more fun.
2: Crocodile, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, before we get to it, uh, Second Amendment Radio on the Great Outdoors, uh, in part brought to you by Chuck's Boots. Chuck's Boots in Fenton and St. Peter's, and you can shop online at chucksboots.com. Go to their website and Facebook page. Get registered to win a Polaris 1000 with Good Boots and Chuck's Boots. Tell them Bo sent you.
1: Yeah, maybe you can get some alligator boots. You they think? got them. I know they do. They have them, them.
2: They got some lizigators too. Is that they
1: I <laughs> bet they do. Our next guest, uh, Chris Soljak, uh, might have made, have made his own pair, uh, but I think he was a little too nice to do that. Uh, he was in his backyard <laughs> and, and heard something splash in his creek. It was that simple. Chris, welcome into Second Amendment Radio. How are you?
5: Yeah, I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing fine. Thanks for giving us some time. Pete, P- this is a fascinating story because, I mean, who hasn't just randomly taken a, a walk along their creek? I mean, you might expect to see a snake or something like that, but maybe set up for people. You were just out doing some yard work there in, in uh, off Wild Horse Creek out in Wildwood when this happened, right?
5: Yes, sir. Just dragging a limb back to my fire pit and heard a splash, looked, and saw a tail.
1: A tail, an alligator, like you and me, you recognized it immediately as an alligator tail.:
5: Well, it was kind of I mean, I had to do a double take, but <laughs> I knew it wasn't one of the many bullfrogs because uh, the splash was way too big, and they don't have tails that look like that.
2: In these parts, that's shocking. Uh, so what was your first thought? Do I catch it or do I call someone?
5: Um, I think I yelled out an explicit,
2: uh word. Ooh, say it right now. That would be fun. <laughs>
5: <Yes>. <laughs> Holy
2: Yeah, yeah, got it. <laughs> okay, we're believing that.
5: <laughs> and, and I and I said it a little loud in my uh, stepdaughter. You know, our house is about 150, 200 yards from the uh, creek. She heard it, so she's like, you okay? And I'm like, no, I just saw an alligator, and she started laughing. So, you know
1: unbelievable so so at this point uh like what do you do next did, did you think about calling i don't know the county police did you think about trying to call animal rescue what, what tell us what went through your mind right after you spotted this thing
5: i called my wife down first and all the kids to say hey am i freaking out here or am i losing my mind or is this an alligator and it took about i don't know five or ten minutes before it kind of not surfaced but you could see him he came up on the shore a little bit where he was down below but you could see the outline and my brother-in-law is the one that spotted them because they're all kind of thinking I'm nuts at this point. And so as soon as uh, Adam said that, all the women took off running. And, you know, of course the kids got excited and, uh, you know, Marcus, the commentator, he was, he, he was excited. And then that's when my other son-in-law just pulled up. They were coming in from out of town, uh, Arkansas. And he's the one that you see wrestling
1: it down in the Creek actually. uh, Hold on, hold on.
2: He, he wrestled it like he caught
1: it well yeah you've got to well, see the video so on I'll just I'll just put in a plug here a shameless plug 971talk.com we've got uh the 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 YouTube video that Chris shared with me posted up there people can go there and watch this and I think this is great because um Chris you can describe this they kind of you, you've seen the TV shows where they capture these Gators out in the wild Chris kind of rigged up his own pole okay right?
2: okay like a cinch
1: yeah
5: yeah, I, I, I had a, a lineman pole that my father-in-law gave me, and we put a, a first put a rope on it, but the rope wouldn't sink, so I put a, a metal uh, dog chain on it, and with the rope, and um, that's what you know. That's how we got him. But before that, this was a little earlier, been within the three hours. Colton actually, when we ran him up the first time, he grabbed him by the tail and tried to drag him, but he he about he he, he came back pretty hard at him. That's when we rigged up the pole.
2: Okay, so, so can you describe uh, the waterway that it's in? Is it a big pond? Is it a big lake? Were you worried about it getting lost? It's and- a
5: subdivision runoff creek is all it is. Okay,
2: okay. So yeah. you didn't think you were going to lose it anytime soon?
5: Well, I I did kind of worry about that because it does as it goes down farther, there's many bigger holes as it gets farther down the creek. So I was worried that went for about an hour and a half, two hours, we lost him. We couldn't find him. I thought he got out of there. So that kind of made me nervous and so we started kind of dredging the bottom. Yeah. Um with the pole and that's when we chased him up into the uh shallow
1: end. So the, the maybe the best part of this whole thing is the the play by play done by uh, Marcus is that what you said the young man's name is? Yes, that's how, how my stepson. How old is he? 11 years old. He is a character. And his dad, <laughs> yes, ha- Chris hands him the phone and says, here. And you can see him fumble with it a bit. And then he turns it back on what they're doing with the alligator. And his play-by-play <laughs> is is pretty hilarious. Would, Jack Buck, be prou- comm- would Jack Buck be proud? <laughs> he, he, he would, I think. That kind of <laughs> makes
5: the he, video, doesn't it, Chris? He had some great uh, commentation going on. He, he His little... Uh, uh, only only here in Wildwood.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, like, nobody is going to believe this. Well,
2: <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm really glad we're having this conversation with you, Chris, because I didn't realize there was a viral video about it because I just read the story. <laughs> My first thought was, I guess it was loose for a couple of weeks because you were able to find the owner uh, that it got lost from. So
5: Wh- as soon as the uh, – I couldn't I, – I, we literally, between my wife and I, we called every agency and nobody wanted any part of it. So, um, by state, uh, wildlife, uh, hotline sent, uh, Brooke out and Brooke came out and, and took it away. And as soon as she left, I, I started uploading some, you know, I'm thinking nobody's going to believe this. <laughs>
1: right, right.
5: But, you know, my own son, he didn't believe me until he's like, yeah, right, Dad, until I sent him a pic. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, so, um, Within 20 minutes, I get a message through Facebook, please tell me you didn't uh, kill my, oh, what did oh. he say? Yeah, I think he said, please tell me you didn't shoot my uh, alligator. And I'm like, no, they just left with him, and here's Brooke's number. You know, if you have all the right stuff, uh, I'm sure they'll give it back to you. And he provided all the whatever they needed. So he he texted me back saying, hey, I got my alligator, thanks.
2: Did you yeah. f- Did you figure out how far the alligator traveled from where it got out to where it went to, where you found it?
5: Well, he didn't tell me exactly where he's at, but he can't be over a mile away because I kind of followed the creek up myself. There's and it splits, so okay. he couldn't have to the top of the hill. It couldn't have been over a mile. So,
1: to the best of our knowledge, uh, Chris, th- this is it, c- keeping an alligator is legal in Missouri. I mean, he, he I, it well, was
3: under the it was under the length. Eight, There's a maximum length.
1: The maximum length is eight before
5: you have to report it. That you have an endangered that you have a dangerous animal.
2: That makes complete sense. <laughs> you can still
5: own it even at eight foot.
2: I mean, you I just have to report you know, it.
5: I think the good thing about this is you know everybody's like you really want the kid to have it back. I'm like well yeah because <laughs> and it's his pet. But I'm sure he learned by it and he's gonna make sure the thing is properly taken. I mean who 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 who's gonna figure an alligator is gonna go uh, climb a fence and that's what he said happened.
3: He climbed a fence. Out. Wow. Because it's small. It's only five feet long.
2: Yeah. Uh, so uh, the question I have is, um, uh, I lost my question. Oh, no, this is so exciting, though.
1: Um, oh, I'm what, so sorry. Why, what, you, the thought crossed your mind. I, I had Chris on my show earlier this week. The thought did cross your mind to shoot it, right? Oh, of course.
5: Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're sitting there thinking, I've got dogs. We've got children. Yeah. We've got a lot of children in our neighborhood. So the first thing in your mind is, this thing's got to go. And the easiest way to do it is a pair of boots.
2: <laughs> You're right. Okay. so it's so boots. <laughs> because, I, yeah, and they just called. They would like to – they're interested in – no, I'm yeah, just kidding. No, no, no. Uh, let, me, let me ask this. I did find my question, because I have a 1,000 for you, Chris. Um, You know, when somebody loses a dog or a cat, they put posters on the telephone poles in the neighborhood. Was anything like that out there in the so, neighborhood saying, hey, there's an alligator – I lost my pet? No.
5: I don't think that's the kind of thing that you post, but I did go on –
2: no, the, it's know, exactly the thing you you post when it's an alligator for crying out loud.
5: I, I would think so, but <laughs> I, his brother did post it on his page saying, "Hey, uh, that's how I know that the alligator's name was Fluffy." Fluffy, um, Fluffy. was missing. Of course, <laughs> so.
1: Fluffy the alligator. I, I got to encourage people to go watch this video. It, it really is. It, I mean, honestly. So, Chris, have you ever handled an alligator before? No. no, I didn't think so, right? It's an odd question to ask somebody. But if you watch these TV shows where the people wrestle them like out in the wild. Yeah, absolutely. And, they, and they, they wrap their mouths up with something. With
2: duct tape, mostly.
1: Chris did that. He took a roll of duct tape, approached this thing, grabbed it from behind, and wrapped its mouth up with duct tape.
5: Yeah, uh, so, Mark, if you, if you hear the uh, video, Marcus keeps asking me, Chris, is it slimy? Is it slimy? And it wasn't. But I went to grab the mouth, and if you hear in the video, that thing hit super oh, loud God. and the yeah. video doesn't do it justice. That's when I was like, yeah, I don't think I'm gonna grab this thing by the <laughs> mouth. So what I did was I, I unrolled the uh, duct tape pretty, and I kind of made a loop and I cinched it around its mouth and, and, and then wrapped it around and then grabbed him up. But, uh, he was pretty intimidating, even though he wasn't that, I mean, he wasn't huge, wasn't that big, but I didn't want that, I sure didn't want those teeth wrapped around
2: my arm. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, just imagine uh, trying to control a four and a half uh, a foot tall kid. I mean, you know, and this one's got teeth. Uh, not exactly. crocodile. Yeah, Crocodile Hunter. I mean, we've all seen that show, and that's probably, in the back of your mind, how you got to where you were. Uh, in oh, Florida, sure. In Florida, this is a common thing. I mean, you could go on alligator tours, which I've done, and they bring out the, like, two-foot alligator, and you yeah. can pet it, mm-hmm. get a picture with it that boring I want to see a 14 footer and they exactly take, and they take you out to do it I will can I just tell you one little quick story so when I lived in Orlando Daytona bike week always yeah. happens right mm-hmm. um, and when I first moved to Orlando I was like my wife and I are driving around getting to know the neighborhood I'll try and get through this quick we're driving over this bridge of this beautiful lake on a beautiful day in Florida I'm like why is there no boats on this lake I mean why isn't there people water skiing and jet skiing and all and so I brought it up on my radio show that I had in Orlando A lady called right away and said, Lake Jessup is what you're talking about. That's where they put all the vagrant alligators that they find in neighborhoods like Chris did, and they put them in there. Level that up. Bike week, I mentioned that because uh, in the middle of the night, police found trucks with stolen motorcycle frames in the truck in the middle of the night, throwing the frames in Lake Jessup. So nobody would ever find them again. Well, then they bring out the crane. They start fishing out hundreds of motorcycle frames that had been stolen. Whoa. So wow. Uh, so gators can be a good thing as far as security goes.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, that...
2: Yeah, that was that was an eye opener for me.
1: Wow, my my wife. Um, we we used to uh, my have a family member that lived uh, down near Melbourne. Yeah, and she was training for a marathon when we went down there. So she she contacted a local running group and said, can I train with you while I'm here? And they're like, sure. We meet, at, we meet at 5 in the morning, and, and we start our training run. And she's running with them, and they, they're running down the middle of the street. And she's like, why are we running down the middle of the street? They said, well, the alligators crawl up onto the concrete <laughs> seeking heat, and wow. you don't want to be on the sidewalk uh, in the in the dark, because you might trip over one of them. Could you imagine having to worry about that?
2: <laughs> and that's why we run at five I o'clock in no. the morning. <laughs> that's
1: exactly well, what the, Chris the good, was thinking. <laughs> the good thing about
5: that is you know they're there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow.
2: And you would expect it here. You don't yes. expect it.
5: D- yeah. You know, I. I. I'm always looking for snakes and stuff. You know, because you know you're down by a creek. Never in my life would I would have thought of a alligator.
2: You will tell this. <laughs> this story will be told for generations in your family. You know that.
5: Hey, and, and that it was an exciting day, and the kid, i mean, the kids—had a blast with having something to do with it.
1: And Chris tells me he's he's somewhat of a practical joker to begin with, which is why nobody believed him when he first told them that he saw an alligator. Is that right? Exactly. That's. A-
5: <laughs>
2: Okay. Chris, listen carefully. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a remote control fan. Drones, boats, that kind of thing, go on to Amazon. They have got an alligator head remote control. It goes in the water and it's just the head, but it looks like it's a full-length alligator. <laughs> you drive it around. I'm going
5: to order it because I'm getting ready to build. I, we've got three and a half acres. I'm going to build an, uh, a half acre pond up in the field that's just above the creek. Nice. My daughter-in-law, my my uh, uh, stepdaughter is getting married on our property, and I'm gonna have this done for next year. And I'm gonna have a couple of those just as a
2: joke. So you know what they are? You've seen them?
5: Oh, I, I've, yeah. I already looked. I'm, I already looked them up online.
2: Buy, buy ten of them.
1: <laughs> I, I will be looking for that viral video of everybody freaking out at a wedding reception. How about that? That's that's good stuff. Chris Soljak, listen. Thanks for giving us some time today, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, we'll talk again soon, uh, right. Chris Soljak, right. Check check out the website. That video is well well worth watching. It is good stuff.
2: All right. Well, uh, that is that. That's a good way to wrap up <laughs> Second is. Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Man, you know, you know, Mark, all the things that I hear you talk about on your morning show. Yeah. In the last 18 months, we have seen things we have never seen or expected to ever seen. So you know what? This really shouldn't surprise us. No.
1: No. Bears, alligators, we got them all. Now.
2: Alligator in Fantastic. West County. Yeah, it's a thing now. All right. Thanks for listening. Share the uh, share the show on the Odyssey app. And thank you for listening Mark Co- for Mark Cox. My name is Bo Matthews, and that's Mark uh, or Carl. We'll go with Carl. <laughs> it's early. Carl, thank you for uh, being our executive producer. Pew, pew. See you, boys.
0: See you.